and Luke. Who are you? Uh, okay, then. Ron Wolfley. Ron Wolfley. What is up? <laughs> Witch Buster. Extraordinaire. Love that guy. Luke Lipinski. Yay. Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Live from the Auction Community Studios on this Tuesday morning, it is the Wolf and Luke Show. I'm Luke. What's going on, Wolf? What's up, Luke? Are you ready to broadcast, my brother? Yeah, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the two days off between Suns games, I'm finding. Let's just <laughs> yeah, go every no, other it's day. It's incredible, is it not? <laughs> it really is the anticipation over these last three games in particular has just been off the charts. The the buildup of all the way back in the summer, hey, would they actually have a chance at KD? And then it kind of goes away. And then Kyrie asks for a trade. Would they have a chance at KD? Okay, they get him. They get him quickly after Matt Hishpia takes over. Then he doesn't play. Then he plays, and it's great, but it's on the road. Okay, now he's got a home game, but we're going to make you wait an extra day. <laughs> I want to I see what Footprint Center is like the first time Kevin Durant scores there as a member of the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, and you know, right now, the early returns, and they are early, Basinonians, you're talking about a very, very small sample size, a three-game sample size of what we all know right now. The best-case scenario is happening for the Phoenix Suns, Luke. It is the best-case scenario. What would be the best-case scenario, just hypothetically, coming into this Kevin Durant experiment. Thirty six Phoenix. <laughs> what would be what would be the best case scenario early if you were looking for good signs from the Phoenix Suns? What what would you hope for? Well, I, I think the first one and the most likely one is the one we're definitely already seeing is teams can't cover Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Exactly. And, and that's exactly. not a like, oh, he's so good you can't cover him. No, you don't have enough players to cover both of them, and we're seeing that. Yes. Um. Not only that too. You're seeing Devin Booker score a lot of points, and that's good because D-Book was here first. And not only that, (laughs) you've got two guys that can score the basketball and get their points and, of course, help on the defensive end of the floor. Two guys to win games, and that's what they've done, those two in particular. Uh, That would be the first thing. Seeing how it impacts Chris Paul... And DeAndre Ayton, I would would think, would be the next two things. Chris Paul is, it's not that he's the question. It's just the recurring question with the Suns of, and this was the question at the end of last year, what happens if if anything happens to Chris Paul in the playoffs? And I get it. Any team, if anything happens to their best one or two players, or in this case their third, um, it's going to hurt their playoff chances, right? But we've seen in the past, if something happens to Chris Paul, at least last year, they didn't have any sort of solution. And they really still haven't addressed the, like, there's no backup point guard upgrade from last year. They're just hoping campaign is more like he was two years ago. But we saw it even on on Sunday. KD can just bring the ball up the floor himself. Like, they can almost, worst case scenario, if Chris Paul had to miss a game or two, they can almost just minimize the importance of that position. So that would also be a best-case scenario. Yeah, for me, again, I, I just was so worried, or not worried, that's the wrong word, because I don't worry, ladies and gentlemen. It wasn't like I was walking around, I was terrified. That's not just what I was. pacing nervously? No, exactly. Oh my goodness, I can't believe this. What's going to happen? How, how will KD and D-Book, how will they play together? No, I, I was not. What I was interested in seeing was just how seamlessly 
<laughs> they could actually integrate a guy like Kevin Durant in all of his ability, all of his talent with Devin Booker. How, how seamless would that be? And through th- three games right now, I think it's pretty good. It's off to a really, really good start in terms of their touches and how they're playing and the satiety level of both these superstars. Well, the other part of this is we talk so much about how Kevin Durant has been efficient, and he's been efficient his whole career, and that's just that's that's not going to change. Uh, he's shooting, what, now 69% from the field and 50% from three. But it's not like Devin Booker hasn't been efficient, too. He's shooting 56% from the field. Yeah. Collectively, they are yes. shooting 60.6% oh. from the field. Now, again, I know it's only three games, and you have to see right. how that plays out. <laughs> but that's what Kevin Durant typically does, and it's not like Booker's a bad shooter. Now, we haven't, we haven't seen a game yet, and there's going to be these games, and this, to me, is, is potentially where KD helps the Suns the most, where Devin Booker comes out and he's just not hitting a shot early. You know what I mean? The shot's just not there. Now, I've said this a billion times on the show, and Suns fans know it, but if, if Devin Booker's not hitting a shot in the first half, he'll hit it in the second half. It's not like he just goes cold for four games in a row. Yes. But the problem the Suns had in the past was if he wasn't hitting a shot in the first half, they would fold. And they would fall so far behind that even if he was hitting it in the second half, it wouldn't get him back, and he probably wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. KD's going to keep him in those games. Yeah. And maybe he makes Chris Paul more effective. Maybe he makes DA more effective. There's just You now have a, a net if Devin Booker isn't perfect one night. Yes, and it's one of the reasons why the trend, one of the trends, and I know we're going to talk about this as the show unfolds, but one of the trends, one of the trends is CP3! <laughs> CP3! He's got to be able to hit that. They're just going to keep he's playing that. Be, no. yeah, I mean, honestly, right now, right? He's got to be able to hit that three and do it with some sort of regularity. Now, I'm not saying he's got to make it 43%, 44% of the time. I'm not saying that, but especially the way we've seen it late in games. Late in games, teams make the decision where we're not gonna we're not gonna we're not gonna cover CP three. We're gonna give them that three ball all day they're long. They're gonna have to. They're and gonna, they're gonna have to leave somebody else. That's over. right. They're gonna have to, and I think that's what they're gonna do a uh, lot of the time. Because the Suns do a good job of spreading the offense out too. So it's if you're gonna if, you, if you're gonna double KD or Booker, which I would assume you're gonna try and or at least at least put a lot of pressure on them with a second player whenever they get the ball. That's going to leave somebody open. And it's not like these, it's not like KD and Booker and Chris Paul are standing right next to each other where you can quickly just bounce from one to the other if you're a defender. Uh, Kevin Zimmerman has a piece up on Arizona Sports. He's going to join us actually in about a half hour. But he looked at, um, since you bring up Chris Paul, he's so effective on catch and shoot attempts. But he doesn't get a lot of catch and shoot attempts because he's too busy facilitating everything. The number, and again, this is only through three games. So yeah. this, this is where the small sample size, I think, matters. KD's efficiency, it, it's not three games. It's 14 years or whatever it is. Right. Uh, but the, the catch and shoot attempts per game this season for Chris Paul were 1.5 before, uh, before Kevin Durant got here. And they're up to 3.3 a game with KD here. So that right there is, is two more per game where he's very effective. Yes. That, I think we have to see how that plays out over 20 games. So once again, when we're talking about the best case scenario for the Phoenix Suns and the the blending of the two, Devin and Kevin, I think that's number one, of course. How how would they look together on the floor and what would their satiety level be in terms of their touches and their shots? I don't think either one of these guys will complain going forward. So I think that is the best 
case scenario, the, the best case scenario where they're both being very efficient, scoring the basketball and getting the opportunity to score the basketball. I think that is huge right there. I think the impact on Chris Paul, of course, winning games is critical when you talk about the best case scenario for this team. Winning games is, is the bottom line. It's critical for this team going forward. And then Kevin Durant and the impact he has on his teammates. Oh, my goodness. This is the best case scenario to me because I believe he's having an impact on his teammates, and it's a positive impact. I want to play this clip from Jay Williams. We played it last week. Now Jay's going to join us here later on in the show today so we can ask him about it. I, I think his his point here is very well taken. There is no excuse anymore for Devin Booker not to rise to that Kobe Bryant-like level because with KD on the court, everything about the reads Devin Booker sees, the opportunities he's going to get, the playmaking ability he has. Last night, I think he had seven assists in that game as well. It just opens up the floor for Devin Booker. His life is easier because of Kevin Durant. Now, the wording at the beginning where there's no excuse as if Devin Booker's been holding back for the last seven years, that, that one, but set that aside for a second. This this is the best thing that's ever happened to Devin Booker since he got to the NBA. He didn't yeah. have a whole lot of help his first few years in the league. And then he, he started to get some help, certainly. Yeah. But the, his first few years in the league, he didn't have much of yeah, anything around him. Because I think it made, it, it made him who he is. Well, you you see the guys who have everything handed to them right out of the gate, right? And then it gets taken away, and they don't know what to do. They've had everything handed to them. We, sports, life, whatever. They've had everything handed to them their whole life. They don't know what to do. Booker's the exact opposite. They didn't have anything handed to him early. In fact, yeah. he was embarrassed a lot early, and it wasn't his fault. And now he's got Kevin Durant and Chris Paul to work with. Uh, we come back, back over to football. Which players should the Cardinals be interested in in free agency? It starts in less than a week. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Ah, it is almost time for some legal tampering, Wolf. Most joyful time of year. Yes, it is. When you turn your microphone on, of course, it is joyful. Okay, it's your first There's no doubt about it. Um, It's coming, is it not? It looms. Legal tampering. One of the best ideas, I think, the National Football League has had in a long, long time. Look, I mean, it was happening anyway, so why not just legalize it? (laughs) Just legal tampering where, I don't know, a general manager, if he wants to, could actually show up on your door and... Be banging away on it. Be yelling, oh, this cool. is legal. It's okay. I'm just letting you know right now I'm tampering and it is legal. <laughs> uh, all right. So you found this, Producer Wolf. We're on the we're on the cusp of the, the busiest week in all of sports coming up next week. I don't know. Mm, okay, like, great. The, okay, so look, the week the week before the Super Bowl here was crazy, right? With with the Phoenix Open and obviously all the Super Bowl stuff and then the trade for Kevin Durant, Matt Ishbia. So I don't know if next week is gonna <laughs> I don't know if ne- next week is gonna well, top you that. Encapsulated that beautifully. But but next week's got a lot with uh, legal tampering, free agency, uh Suns playing the Bucks and Warriors back to back, March Madness starting. I probably am forgetting something. There's everything in the terms of sports Monday through Friday next week, right? Yes. You found, as Producer Wolf sometimes does, 
a list on NFL.com, and I just assume you subscribe to the Greg Rosenthal newsletter because this is another I, one of I the stories. I don't at all. I just went to NFL.com. <laughs> there it was, Greg Rosenthal. He's all over the free agency thing. I didn't know that. Is he, uh, is this, Mel, is this a new thing with Greg Rosenthal right here that he's all over this free agent thing? Has he been doing this for years? No, I think he just determining where the NFL calendar is, he'll come up with certain things. Yes, and he's doing a very good job of it right now. Well, he's, enough to make Wolf's email. He's yeah. got the 101, yeah, 101 unrestricted free agent list. Um, Baker Mayfield was 101. Is that what way. you were doing with the scissors and the tape yesterday? You were hanging that up in no, the studio? <laughs> no, I oh, was not. Okay. I was not doing that. It right. was for something completely okay. different. Don't get me sidetracked <laughs> right now. But free agency, it is is, oh my goodness, the legal tampering period looms, and it is about to begin here, and this is going to be a very interesting time. Don't expect the Arizona Cardinals to be in the first wave. <laughs> Do not. It, it wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. You know, it, 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 that's in years past, you could look and say, well, if they're not going to go after the big name players, then what are they doing? Is he just being cheap? I mean, that's always the first reaction with a team. <laughs> it doesn't make a lot of sense to be in the first wave this year, but your boy Greg Rosenthal has a story up today looking at some of the players that are most likely to be underpriced and some of the players that are most likely to be overpriced around National Football League free agency starting up next week. The first name he has under underpriced is Zach Allen. So I guess we start there. <laughs> That's a good place to start. If he's underpriced, there's no excuse to not bring him back. You know how good he can be firsthand, and you know specifically how good he can be for your team. Now, he's not flashy, yeah. but he's what you need. Yes. I, the the fear where you would lose Zach Allen is if you know if the price just gets driven way up and there's a bidding war and, and you know we can't blame the guy for leaving yes. at that point. But this is a guy you've drafted and developed. I get it was a different regime, but you've drafted him and developed him. He's homegrown. If you can keep him, you should. Yeah. Um, what you just said right there, though. I get it. He's from a different regime. You cannot, you cannot overstate that. The import of that, you cannot. Now, um, yes, if it's a general manager that drafted Zach Allen, you better believe you're looking at him like you know. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna we're gonna resign this guy. You know why? Because I drafted him. That's why. And because it looks really good when you resign the guy that you drafted. Of course, he's a player. Are you kidding me? Look at Greg Rosenthal. He's got him in the top fifteen. Of the Look at this Greg Rosenthal list I got right here. The top one hundred and one free agents in the National Football League. What do you think? I'm just drafting guys who don't. You know. Uh, Look, you get my point on that. Um, the different regime can go in a different direction. Never forget that. But he's 26 when next season starts, and he's a really good defensive end, and he's still on the way up. That is, that's what they need. They too. need it on the line of scrimmage. That's the reason. That's the one thing right now Zach Allen really has going for him in terms of the Arizona Cardinals. Really um, targeting him above all other free agents I might be out there and saying that's the one guy we got to sign because they need the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball to be addressed. And Zach Allen is a guy you know and you know him well. Well, and with him, this is not this is not trading your first round pick for Hollywood Brown. This is not throwing a bunch of money at a vet that is maybe on the second half of his career. This and sometimes those things work, but again. 
again, that doesn't make a lot of sense for a team in the position the Cardinals are in. This is going out and signing a young player that's still on the way up at a position you need that just happens to have played here. Uh, it's funny, Greg Rosenthal, his first sentence... In terms of value, Allen reminds me of where Javon Hargrave was three years ago. Ooh, I know how you feel about Javon Hargrave. Javon Hargrave, yeah, no, that is, uh, that's well said by Greg Rosenthal right there. Zach Allen, I think, has improved dramatically in terms of stopping the run and playing the run inside the box. As a defensive end, a guy you could even kick down to a three technique from time to time. I don't like him there. I like him as a five technique, the best that's over the outside shoulder of a tackle. I love him there. Maybe a four-eye. If you want to put him in a four-eye, that's okay. You can do that as well. But for me right now, he's really improved in terms of stopping the run and doing a great job of getting pressure on a quarterback. Interior pressure from Zach Allen. So much I think he learned from J.J. Watt. It's not a surprise. You look at Zach Allen and watch how he defends a, a quarterback that likes to get the ball out of the pocket quickly. You watch him, the quick game, the three-step drop game, if you will. Man, he gets his hands on an awful lot of footballs. As a matter of fact, the only one who got their hands on more footballs with J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt trained, too. Like you said, that's, that, that, still, that means something for me. You know, let me give you some of the other names on this list, okay, of, of underpriced players. And you just stop me when, you, when I get to one that you think, okay, that might be a nice fit for the Cardinals, okay? Yeah. I'm just going to read the underpriced players. Uh, Caden Ellis, linebacker. I don't know if they really necessarily yeah, need a linebacker. No. Uh, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. I don't, I don't think yeah. he's coming here based on his comments on Jonathan Gannon. No. And blaming him for he's, everything in the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, he's not coming here. Uh, Puna Ford. That's the uh, defensive Puna line. Puna Ford is a guy that interests me. Puna Ford. Puna Ford. Um, good against the run for the most part, but pretty stout on the line of scrimmage, I would say. Puna Ford interests me. Uh, Jonathan Jones, the corner. Yeah. Marcus Peters, the corner. Now, Marcus Peters Marcus is 30, Peters. but I, I like Marcus yeah, Peters. So do I. See, I like Marcus Peters as well. That would be a possibility if you don't bring back Byron Murphy. They say, just in this piece, he'll ultimately cost something a, around $9 million on a one-year deal. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you have to have cornerbacks on your team. You can't be like, well, we're not going to pay Byron, and we're not going to pay money. for you, you have to have corners. Here's the one thing about it. Uh, these coaches, some of these coaches and some of the scouts, they'll know Marcus Peters. Now, whether they know him personally or know him by reputation, that that I don't know. But they'll know Marcus Peters and the type of player that he is inside that locker room because I believe this rebuild is going to involve a lot of the youth of course going forward and you want to bring in guys like Marcus Peters when they're 30 years old. You want to bring a guy like that in when they're more like Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. Guys like that who are rock solid dudes. I'm looking at some of the players who could be overpriced. Those don't really, I don't think the Cardinals are shopping in the overpriced section. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, like when you're in college and you're at the grocery store and you're like, hey, where's the like uh, discount stuff that might be yeah. like, on the verge of going bad at the grocery store? I'll, 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 I'll Greg, risk it with that. Greg Rosenthal, can I read some of the names here that he actually had that, um, even though you're the driver, Luke, let me do just it. do this. Let's see right where this here, goes. Okay? I'll just put my seatbelt on. I, I just think of Baker Mayfield okay. right now. What's your reaction to bringing Baker Mayfield in here? I, I wouldn't 
hate it. We'll get more into that later, but not if he's going to cost anything. Right. You know what I mean? Okay, if he's going to cost anything. How do you think Baker Mayfield and Kyla Murray would do? I feel like they get along together pretty well. They, they, they get along. They love each other. Um, that much I think they I push each know. other, for sure. I, I <laughs> yeah, And that's what you have to wonder about. How, like, how much would they push each other? Would they be interested in bringing in Baker Mayfield? I, I would be more concerned if they brought in Baker Mayfield that Kyler Murray somehow, someway, was not going to come back until midseason if they went after Baker Mayfield. Well, what's the scenario would, there? Because would, you think Baker would be playing well? No, it's just because why they're going to have to pay to bring Baker Mayfield uh, I don't want to pay. in, and I don't want to pay yeah. to do that. And if they were will, willing to pay him, maybe even a one-year contract, whatever it might be, um, that would concern me. We're, we're that Kyler get, may not be ready to go. We're going to get. Oh, I see what you're saying. That might just be a sign of exactly. like hey, we're paying a quarterback. Yes. Don't you already have like seven? Yes. Uh, we'll get. We're going to get into that conversation uh, about the quarterbacks in a little bit because that is that is a huge part of what's going to happen now in the next couple of weeks for the Cardinals. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at six twenty six twenty right now. Kevin Durant, Devin Booker have gotten off to a blazing start. So just how good has it been? ArizonaSports.com editor and co-host of Empire of the Suns, Kevin Zimmerman is going to join us next to dive into some of the numbers. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, no Suns game tonight. I don't know who made that brilliant decision, but um, <laughs> we'll just have to cope with it. Stinking association. Uh, we were referencing, you were referencing earlier, Wolf, a story by Kevin Zimmerman on ArizonaSports.com looking at Kevin Durant and Devin Booker's start uh, by the numbers. And so he walked over here, and now he's in the studio. I'm here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, Zim, no, seriously. Thank you for coming in here. Studio Shangri-La, of course, especially on on your birthday. It is. It's oh, your happy birthday, birthday too. Ah, thank you. Buddy, can I just ask right now, um, how old are you? 34. I think that's <laughs> mid 30s because otherwise I would just say. You can still say low 30s. Low 30s. Dude, you look, low, you look like you're 26, 27. We, as a show, got you a present and it got lost in the middle somewhere. So I'm <laughs> yeah. so sorry bag, for that. Wolf's knife's yeah. back here is not for me. Yeah, no, it's yours. Go ahead. Take it. <laughs> and Zim, don't let that compliment go to your head either, okay? No. Um, now listen, uh, we brought you in here because you did this great column, this great article on the duo, the impact of Kevin and Devin right now. Devin Booker, of course, and Kevin Durant rant and how well they're playing together when i say that when you think of this duo and how well they're playing together what's the first thing you think of just that you don't have to even see kevin durant play a game before you know you throw it to him in the elbow high post and a bunch of people are going his way (laughs) and suddenly your offense looks a whole lot different and so i think that's why nothing we've seen in this three game sample size is surprising but you see chris paul i think the last game there were two plays where he just catches off a swing takes a couple of dribbles gets basically like a short floater and which like he's not the most explosive dude anymore but he's getting all this extra space and then he obviously hit some key threes but yes. just the ability to either hit the three or have so much time to get into the lane um has really shocked me i think seeing that 
Chris Paul in particular is the one I wanted to ask you about. And I know you just kind of started in on it right there, but he's the guy, you know, I'm not, not to blame last year's playoff loss on Chris Paul, but he saved them in the first round against New Orleans and he wasn't right in the second round and they fell apart. And they never, it's not like they went out and added some a huge point guard to back him up or anything. So how does Kevin Durant help them in the playoffs if Chris Paul just has an off night? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, the playmaking, like Chris Paul's going to get assists whether he's on the ball or off, right? He's going to hit open shots, and that's one of the things Kellen Olson, my co- co-host on the Empire of the Suns podcast, brought up. Like he's shooting fifty-one percent on catch and shoots. He's a good catch and shoot guy. Now he just doesn't do that very often. Um, so when you say half court basketball in the playoffs, like you don't need a guy bringing up the ball to be Chris Paul of old. You just need guys to be able to make plays and to draw defenders. And that's what Kevin Durant does. He can do both of those things. I think we don't talk enough about why he fits this team so well is because he's not going to force anything. And his field goal percentage is awesome right now. That's because he's not forcing anything. He's making the right reads, passing out of things. Um, and that's where you don't need Chris Paul just to bring up the ball. You can use Chris Paul on the weak side to make great decisions and to run things as a coach on the floor, too. And one of the things, Zim, also as well uh, on that your article that you wrote on this, it, it was so cool. It was so informative. There were a lot of numbers, a lot of stats that you threw in here. So I'll ask you, my brother, the Devin and Kevin stat that stands out to you. What, what of all the stats you were throwing out, whether they were normal stats or advanced stats, advanced metrics, which one stands out the most to you? I mean, right now, just I think it was 52% of their points scored in the three games with those two guys. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if that's sustainable or if it should be, to be quite honest. I think that's what you're going to watch. Um, but that being said, I think the way Devin's scoring, the way Kevin's scoring, it's not like they're taking on all of the responsibility so it, it might be an easy 36 that Devin Booker's been hitting game and game and it after kind game. of feels that way yeah. doesn't it? So, so that's interesting to me like I don't know if they're going to keep scoring half the team's points but even if they do it's not like they're strained and I think that's the most important part of Kevin Durant is Devin Booker won't be strained like we saw at the end of their finals run in what was it 21 because it seems like 10 years ago <laughs> but like he seemed like he was gutting it out just to get to 35 but 35 with Kevin Durant next to you scoring 37 or whatever that's that's a completely different ball game so I think that's where you're going to see dividends of like oh they're going to be able to play harder on defense Devin Booker was guarding Kyrie for key portions and he did a pretty good job as well as you can do against Kyrie Irving so I think that kind of stuff um both longevity into the playoffs and in games where they're going to take on more defensive responsibilities because they have to because Mikel Bridges is gone. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I noticed that. Anytime <laughs> I, I sign on to <laughs> Twitter or Instagram, all I see is Mikel Bridges is gone. And we all miss Mikel. Um, let me ask you this then. DeAndre Ayton, and you put this in your piece actually, has only attempted 10 shots in the last two games total. And he's still been effective more so against Dallas than Chicago. But the, uh, the, the 16 rebounds against Dallas were huge. He disappeared offensively in the second and third, but he had a big play offensively late in the game. Uh, is that the next step for this team is making sure they, they find ways to get him more involved? 
Yeah, um, I, I don't think it's a big thing you got to do right now. Obviously, in the next 17 games, um, I, I think you see them spam certain plays right now. Like they kept doing what I said, the elbow high post, which is a really basic, like we're just drawing defenders right now. And I think they're just going to start doing, okay, we're going to get good at this, then we're going to add. And whenever DA's time that is, it's probably going to be matchup based. Um, so I'm not concerned about that. You see him being engaged. He's had some good plays, key rebounds, all that good stuff. So I think he's engaged. Um, but yeah, there's going to be a time where defenses are just going to forget about him because they're so worried about the other guys. And it's just a matter of time, I think, where they can just have a full game or two games in a row where they keep hitting. Yep, we're, we're going to DA. We're looking to DA because everyone's just trying to stop Devin and Kevin. You know what's amazing about it too, Zim, is when we talk about Kevin Durant, of course, we're talking about his impact on his teammates and so many of his teammates, whether it's a tangible Im- impact on the floor or or one of the intangibles off the floor right there as a as a leader but when it comes to Kevin Durant himself, is there anything that you have seen that kind of surprised you about KD? Anything you've seen yeah, I in mean, terms of his play? I've always just been a fan of his, and again, I think I wasn't surprised by how well he's fit in, but like the little things, like, and kind of to the point about how DA can help, for some reason, what, two games back, he just had a really good connection with Jock Landale, and you think, what, what, he's never played with this guy. Um, you know, it's a role-playing mm-hmm. center, backup center, and he just figures out, like, oh, he's really good. I'm going to pass to him on the roll because he's going to make the right plays out of that. And so just little stuff like that where it's like, huh, he noticed Jock Landale, like, a few weeks in. It is super interesting to watch him, how he interacts, especially, again, with, with role players and the guys that we haven't been talking about. I think that really stood out to me. Kevin Zimmerman of ArizonaSports.com joining us. Uh, Zim, it's, it's tough to really feel nervous about any potential playoff <laughs> opponent right now with Luke's yeah. naturally like nervous all the time. But is there a team in the Western Conference that is a worse matchup for the Suns in your mind than than some of the others? I Dallas Dallas is one just because again I I, I don't even think they're playing poorly on defense. I just think that offense, how it's structured with two guys and then floor spacers is just a tough cover for this team for whatever reason. And they like to switch against Dallas, which hurts them at times. So I would say they're up there. I would say the Clippers, and it might be recency bias since they lost to them not too long ago. But like that team, they've not been playing well lately at all. But they have the resources. They have two stars. They have the wing length. Um, they have the bigs. They have everything in theory. Um, I don't know how Russell Westbrook makes me feel better or worse about them. <laughs> but in theory, they have a good team to match up against the Suns. And they obviously have plenty of experience doing that from a few years ago and all that stuff. So those would be the two, I think, that I would say would worry me if I were the Suns. Right now, could the assimilation of Kevin Durant have gone any better than what we're seeing? I don't think so. I mean, just I have questions about whether the defense of this roster could be good, but just if we're considering just what they have, yeah, I don't think it could have been much better. And and especially regarding him, I mean, I don't know what, what more you could ask for. He's he's come in and fit in so well, and I think it'll be interesting to see if they have more tweaks on how they use him, maybe small ball lineups, that kind of thing. But I think it's gone pretty well so far. Kevin Zimmerman, you want us to start calling you KZ? Does that it, whatever's okay. easier to not get the Kevins, All right, the well, Devins, we'll and the KZ Kellens. and KD and Zim. K Ray? Okay, 
Yeah, but, Zim works. Yeah, well, Zim doesn't weird. sound. I thought you would want to sound more like Katie. You just want to go with Zim. We'll just go with Zim. <laughs> I don't oh deserve that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Zim, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you again soon. Zim. Thanks. Uh, all right. The weather's getting warmer. Arizona Sports and Fulton Homes are reminding you that two seconds is too long to take your eyes off your kids around water. For life-saving water safety tips and to enter to win swim lessons from the YMCA, text SWIM to 620-620. When we come back, is Tom Brady thinking of unretiring again? We'll go through the latest news around the National Football League next. It's Wolf and Luke in Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, it is March 7th, Wolf. By my count, it has been 34 days since Tom Brady has retired. Okay? His previous previous record for staying retired was 40 days. So if he could just make it one more week, he will set a new record. I don't think he's coming back. But this is Rich Eisen yesterday. Number one rumor I heard at the Combine, not in terms of a lot of yacht chatter, but this this one just blew my mind. Tom Brady may not be done after all. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a couple people are like, just you, just hang on, just you wait. Well, wait for and I'm like, what? I'm, what I'm, I'm, I'm like, he's Instagramming out videos of his cat. Yeah, you know, trips. Yeah, he was at UFC over the weekend. I know. But it doesn't look like he's getting uh, big, big and fat, does it? And and that he just let, like let it play out. Let's see who wants what. And and the one place that folks are saying keep an eye out for is Miami. And if the Dolphins cannot somehow, if they get somehow some way, um, a you know a, a doctor's report a piece of information from a medical evaluation of Tua that he may not be ready to go and suddenly there's Tom Brady sitting in Florida where his family is located and where he can easily locate himself. Keep an eye on that, I was told by a couple of birdies. Don't do it, Tommy. (laughs) Tommy, don't do it. I'm, I'm bugging you. Don't do it, Tom. Didn't Miami get in trouble for tampering with Tom Brady already? I mean, now it's not tampering, I guess. But isn't that why they don't have a first-round pick? No, I mean, just honestly, the Brett Favre scenario, it's alive. Alive, I tell you. Don't do it, Tom. You know, I will say this. If part of the reasoning is he doesn't look like he's out of shape... When you eat one avocado a day, you're it's, not going to get out of shape. He's not going to be out of shape. No. Tommy, Tommy's not going to get fat. He's not going to be one of these guys that's going to let the cheeks get full. That's not going to happen. I'm not going to sit there and suddenly start hammering carbs and, and do nothing but eat barbecue. You don't have any, do you? If he, Insta- if he Instagrams out just a, a video of him eating a giant sub... Just laying on the couch with like chips falling off his stomach. Yeah, then, yeah, then we'll, I mean, we'll announce his retirement officially. Years, Tommy. It's enough. Twenty-three years. Please don't do it. You're the goat. You're the greatest of all time. You saw your own athletic mortality, Tommy. You saw it, and you knew you were done. And that's why you sat there on the beach. And you tweeted that out. You posted that. Whatever you did. I don't know. Did you Instagram it too? <laughs> the Snapchat. <laughs> did you? What? Sound like Belichick suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't do it, Tom. 
Pete, you're done. Go into that good night quietly. Just go to make $37 million a year calling games on TV. You're going to be fine, bro. You're going to be, don't shoot, don't choose the Brett Favre path. Don't do it. Uh, over to New Orleans. New Orleans has a new quarterback, and that is Derek Carr. Here's Ian Rappaport. It is a four-year deal worth $150 million. That includes $100 million in total guarantees. But the breakdown is important. And, of course, for Carr, working on a contract that fit in the constraints of the Saints' cap situation was certainly something that was important and, I would say, necessary. He gets $60 million fully guaranteed at signing. That's spread out over the first two years. So no matter what, he makes $60 million. There's an additional $10 million in year three, but that vests early. That vests after year one. So making it through year one means that he gets in all $70 million fully guaranteed. Was there a more forgettable team last year than the New Orleans Saints? Like, if you forgot a team was in the league, it would have been New Orleans. They weren't terrible, right? So they weren't, like, laugh out loud bad. They were 7-10. and 10. They weren't good. They didn't have Sean Payton, Drew Brees anymore, obviously. They were in that mess of a division where nobody was any good, but nobody was, like, ter- they just It almost felt like there were 31 teams in the league last year, and New Orleans was the 32nd that disappeared. Yeah, um, I think this is actually a good move by the New Orleans Saints because Dennis Allen, of course, is a guy that knows Derek Carr. I think he knows the offense that he needs to put him in. This is going to be a blending of the old and the new with an emphasis on the old. I think the Saints are going to return to a little bit more hammer the ball in between the tackles with Derek Carr as their quarterback. Use traditional play action to throw the ball down the field. The pendulum is swinging, is it not? And it's swinging back. I think this is a good signing by Dennis Allen and the New Orleans Saints. And they're not a bad team. You know, and Derek Carr is not a bad quarterback. I remember going into last year, he was getting buzz as like a dark horse. Look out for this guy's maybe an MVP coming off the year he had with the Raiders the year before. That obviously didn't happen. He wasn't great last year, and the Raiders weren't great. And I'm not saying he's going to suddenly make the Saints a contender, but that is kind of an under-the-radar, but at the same time, really big move. Yeah, I wonder what Josh McDaniels would say about that. We should just have Josh McDaniels on every week and ask him about it. Man, I'll try to get him on. Will you please? It's just a weekly with Josh McDaniels. Hey, Josh, yeah. what do you think about this? Uh, let's go back to Rich Eisen talking about your favorite wolf, Aaron Rodgers. I'm, I'm surprised slash I think thankful that we don't have like a toad-licking sounder. Man. Here's here's Rich Eisen on, a, on A-Rod. Number two on the list. Of rumors I heard at the Combine. The Packers sure hope. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to come back. <laughs> they sure hope, <laughs> just like praying, that when he comes up with his decision, it is I wish to retire or I wish to be traded elsewhere. They do not want his response to be, let's run it back. When I say I heard that over and over and over again, it's just like you have no idea what's going on there. And, you know, you have, you know, and all of that. I do, once again, have, I cannot sit here and say I have facts from ground zero in Wisconsin. And clearly, 
you know, Rogers has told you through his many appearances, certainly on McAfee's show, that nobody, like a very, very small subset of people know what he's thinking. I'm saying hot rumor at the Combine is the Packers want an answer from Rogers to be no more. Because they also, I don't think, want to be the ones to end the relationship. Right. Wow. I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers has been saying, that he thinks the Packers want him to leave. <laughs> but that was, that was put pretty bluntly right there by Rich Eisen. Uh, we want you to go away. The guy won MVP two years ago and three years ago. Not like he's a bad player. Where's he going to go? Jets. Jets. It's gone. You think, yeah. <laughs> and then I think by rule <laughs> of the Apple, league. Can you imagine how butt hurt Aaron oh, Rodgers is going to be? be amazing and annoying all at once. When, when the, the media from New York starts hammering him. Doesn't Zach Wilson then have to go into a darkness retreat if Aaron Rodgers goes there? I think that's actually the rule. Um, oh, my goodness. This is not going to end well. If you are sick of hearing Speaking about of Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers. Now, why, seriously, talk about following the exact path that I Brett mean, Favre took. Oh, my goodness. No. Then I guess the Vikings at some point after that. Um, <laughs> look, it's going to be nauseating, and yet I'm not going to be able to take my eyes off of it if he goes to the Jets because they are... That's a pretty good, decent team, I should say, around the quarterback position. But you're right. If they stumble at all or if he has a bad game, I'm pretty sure the media in Green Bay is not nearly as intense as the media in New York. Oh, my goodness. He's going to get butt hurt. He is. This could... This... I would almost... Like to see it. Yeah, I think we're all kind of thinking. <laughs> Just to that. see if he can withstand it. Just go without sign going. There. I know. Without losing his mind. Man, you think it's dark in that cave, Aaron. <laughs> Get ready. I'm not talking to you. All right, one more real quick. This is Ozzie Newsome of the Ravens, because this is a story we have to, we're going to be following throughout today, specifically with Lamar Jackson. Doesn't have a deal done yet. Could get franchise tag. What do you think, Ozzie? Well, I mean, the the biggest thing is that we have a deadline tomorrow at 4 o'clock to put the tag on. And and I know today uh, and up until about 3.30 tomorrow, uh, a lot of energy is going to be, Put, be utilized in trying to get the deal done. And if not, we will put the franchise tag on him. Now, that is from yesterday. So when he says 4 o'clock tomorrow, he actually means 4 o'clock today. And he means 4 o'clock Eastern. So he means 2 o'clock today. Yeah. So it's coming down here in the next three hours. Love Ozzy, by the way. Ozzy Nissen, he's so awesome. Really is. That's why they call him Awesome Ozzy. Isn't yes. Uh, former teammate, ladies and gentlemen. But just saying... Um, yeah, so I'm a little biased when it comes to him. And honestly, I think he's one of the best NFL executives in the league. He's pretty good. Bar none. He is pretty good. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I do know because he just Jackson said. is not going anywhere. He's yeah, going to be franchised. Did you see him being happy he got franchised? I mean, are no, we going to see him play over under eight games next year? He's is he already gonna, done it. Though. Is he going to hold in? Yeah, Can I you don't hold think in? so. No, I don't think Lamar is going to do that. I think he's going to accept his money and try to get something done after next year. Uh, that was the plan for this past year. Uh, all right, we come back. Has Kevin Durant already been more of a leader than he was expected to be for the Suns? We'll get into that next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.